Welcome to the podcast. A podcast. Sorry, we started to get hit the record button, and Leslie's face lit up like she didn't know what was about to happen. So it threw me off my intro game. Sorry. Yeah, it like we hadn't been saying. Are you ready? I know. How about now? Are you ready for the last thirty minutes? <laughs> But then you just went for it, and it was like, oh. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about very meaningful things, hodgepodge of Christian topics, and where we spend the first five minutes trying to introduce ourselves. Yep. But that's not going to happen today. No. Because you're a professional. I'm I go first. (laughs) Uh, That's okay. She's Leslie. (laughs) You're Chris. Okay, so you start us out. You do the do the whole intro. No, thing. I did that. I've done that. Okay, okay. I'm good. I'm Leslie. You're Chris. Hi, nice to see you. Hi, all. everyone knows us by now. We don't <laughs> even need to do this anymore. Just start out. Hi, you know what this is. You know what we're gonna do. First you know topic, who we are. Literal. Let's just get to eating from our little potluck of topics here. Um, okay, well that is who we are. Um, so why don't you start out with our dedication? Okay, I would like to dedicate this episode to. The Christchurch Ladies Fellowship and their Bible Reading Challenge Facebook group. Oh, everyone loves the Bible Reading Challenge. Why them? Well, I am just super impressed by this group of women. They, Which is abnormal for her. (laughs) She's very misogynistic. Yeah, totally judgmental of women. No, um, they started this group for the Bible Reading Challenge. And it is the most encouraging, edifying. Is it? I mean, how do you? Is is it like a secret group, or can yes. anyone get on this group? They can join. Yes, you they just, can join. But it is secret. Yeah, I mean, you. Go how do you find join it, a secret you group? Push a button that says like "Join Group." Oh, so it's not a secret group; it's just a closed group. Closed. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, "How would you?" See, was, didn't know if it was very skull and no. crossbones <laughs> issue. No. Send your name to ask the podcast, and I will yeah. will. We'll peruse your Facebook and see if you're worthy. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's a closed group. It's funny because I've heard, like you said, the men's group is just a bunch <laughs> of dudes being dudes. And it's mm-hmm. good. It's good. But the ladies group. Is a thriving I mean, it's, and, and part of that is because there is a difference between men and women. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But uh, there have been multiple ladies, mm-hmm. not just from our church, but from other churches mm-hmm. that have just waxed eloquent yeah. about how good I, that Facebook group I feel is like it's a, and how encouraging. Exactly. I feel like it's a really different um, show of a kind of hospitality to open yourself up like this on the internet. Um, I've gotten kind of like, I had gotten to a point where I was really scared to like it, interact with anyone on the internet, but... To, to to just to let that people I in. think is you just basically <laughs> define ninety nine percent of people and a right yeah. a right thought to have right got, where would that come from why would you be why scared you be to interact scared? with people on the internet people are reasonable totally no reasonable. one jumps to conclusions no, Every, it's a it's a place for open discussion. dialogue yeah. yes yes yeah or not at all or not at all. Or to yeah. the looking to burn you down. Yeah. So what's really interesting is, you know, the whole Bible reading challenge, one of the 
the little, I guess, taglines is um, theologically diverse, but literally on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so... That's it's a nice really, play on words. It's really rare, yeah. even in Christendom. <laughs> is that a word? Did, did say it again? <laughs> no. No, I want to hear how you said Christendom. it. Christendom. <laughs> Christendom. Christendom. Yeah. Is that not what I said? Yeah, I'm not. Christendom? You said Christendom. <laughs> Chris, Christendom. I don't know who Christen is. <laughs> it's Christendom. She made the Facebook. Christendom. Yeah. Um, even in Christendom? Mm-hmm. To... To be willing to talk to anyone who's not in your denomination, especially in a kind, mm-hmm. gracious, like, we're, we can talk about these things yeah. and we can discuss the Bible without getting mad at each other. And so it's been really neat to see them navigate this page, um, allowing people without from being all over. soft on the truth exactly yeah yeah they allow people it's from not like all people over. are just getting in there and like spouting heretical things right no like we just want to be loving no no, no. yeah they run it really well i'm sure that there's a lot of i'm sure there's moderation, a lot of moderation that takes place that, yeah. that we don't even know about but um, the bible says to do everything in moderation <laughs> what Anyway, so I just, it's, it's like fun to be a part of, but it's also, it's also been very beneficial to observe how you can use social media in a very beneficial way. And, and well, I think even more so than social media, what, what I think you see in it is, and what makes it so enjoyable and what social, the social media aspect is grabbing onto is that is the kingdom life there. Mm-hmm. Cause what you're, what's enjoyable about it is this is the type of interactions that will take place between God's children for eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it is loving, kind, generous, encouraging, exhortational, mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. of those things. And so when you're in those mm-hmm. compared to the world's conversations, mm-hmm. it is so cleansing and and it is I mean it's cliche but it is a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. to have those and and it you crave more of it. And I think that's a spirit-led craving. I think the it's just like when you have good times at church mm-hmm. and you know there's no no bickering, no gossip, no things that are normally associated with church, church life. And so we've been right. blessed that we're not, we're in a church where our interactions tend to be like that. And mm-hmm. you go walk away from it going, I want more of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because it's those echoes of Eden sort mm-hmm. of things. And and I think you're getting an echo of Eden in that, in that Facebook Definitely. page. The men's is a smaller echo <laughs> uh, where men in the kingdom will just kind of nod their heads at each other. Yeah. Kind. That's a, a wise insight, sir. Uh, it's about all like that a you. Thumbs up. Yeah, but our our talks, like the things that we put out there on the men's page, aren't exactly conversation starters. Yeah, you know, men well, are just. And women, yeah, we there's a lot of sharing pictures of our kids while we read the Bible. It's just a good. It's a really great happy place, but it's also women who are hungry for the word, and it's really neat to see women from all over the world who who are serious about. Reading the word, they have questions, they mm-hmm. have insight, they are godly, and and then so even, where can they where can they find this page? Is it called um, Same Page Summer Facebook? No, something I like think that? Bible Reading Challenge. Bible Reading Challenge. If you like on Facebook, yeah. So Bible, they have to have the Facebook app or go to Facebook yeah. on their computer. Bible Reading or Bible Challenge by Christ Church Ladies Fellowship, and it's oh, up there's to, got there's got to be an acronym for that. Or something. <laughs> That's a lot to type in. It's up to thirteen thousand members. 
Mm-hmm. Which is just amazing. But on a normal Sunday, they'll only have like five or six hundred. <laughs> yeah, on Easter. That would though. be if it were a Baptist. <laughs> Easter and Christmas, yeah, they have like up. six. And I did make I made fun of the men, but there is even on the men's page because mm-hmm. the reason I make fun of it is because we don't we don't converse like women do. But there is the interaction is good. It's not pompous mm-hmm. like a lot of men's uh, Facebook things mm-hmm. are. Where men are just putting out the most, how many angels can dance on the head of a pen sort of insight that they got from scripture. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the men's group, it's not that. Mm -hmm. It's really good stuff. And we may not then have 10 or 15 replies. We're like, praying for you, brother, and all this. But but when we do put things like that, there are. Mm -hmm. When we do put things that that are asking for prayer or uh, just encouragement. You do see the men do that. So mm-hmm. I do, uh, I think there's a there's an interesting dynamic there mm-hmm. where it is also a, a, a good place to be. And I do enjoy going and looking at those. You know, sometimes you get in groups like that where you're almost tired of the notifications. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I'm not going to read it. Right. I don't care. And it's <laughs> that guy again. It becomes like seminary. The mm-hmm. guy would always raise his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in college too. College yeah. had it where the guy would, does he even have a question? You knew it's not a question. It's, it's going to be a statement. <laughs> and, you know, like you knew that the insight that, that these guys were going to put out there wasn't, Man, look what I learned in my Bible that's making me want to be holier. It's like, look at this weird Greek parsing mm-hmm. that I saw. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's a reason no other commentator has mentioned that in the history of Christen's Dem. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway. But that, the, the men's group isn't like that. And that's yeah, encouraging. That's and, good. And, and men conversations like that are, are encouraging and, and can happen. Mm-hmm. So, good. I'm glad it's a good dedication. We Thanks. both enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, How about you? I am going to mention someone who is near and dear to my heart for almost, well, probably around 30 years. Mm-hmm. 30, maybe even, I mean, I don't even know. So, not me. Yeah. No, no, no not you. Um, you still haven't got a dedication yet, either, no. but neither have I. I know. He's going to be the first one to do that. I don't know. What would be that. great is if we do it on the same night. And don't tell each other? Yeah. Or tell each other, but don't tell the the audience yeah. that we told each other and then we could play it up like it was so or tell each other and then not do it and then after not do the it like after that would be even funnier ah oh, why didn't I think of that <laughs> uh no this is uh a cherished <laughs> entity in my life okay is Mandarin Garden mm-hmm. in Del City Oklahoma yes the world's best Chinese food restaurant yes that I have gone to like the odds <laughs> That the first Chinese food restaurant I would be introduced to in my life would be by far the best Chinese food restaurant in existence that I have ever mm-hmm. had. And you can testify. Here, here. I'm not making this up. No, you're not. It's, and it's not even close. <laughs> No, it's not. Like, other Chinese restaurants, like, I don't know what it is. And here's the thing, like, you might find another good Chinese restaurant, but it'll be because they have good egg rolls, or, Mm -hmm. oh, they have really good fried rice. Yes, they have one good item, or two good items. Yeah, or, like, really cool fortune cookies. Mm Mm-hmm. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's never it. They're all the same. I keep waiting for that. Yeah. Um, But this place, every dish... Is the best of that dish we've ever had. It's it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Yes, every just, single dish is really good. We did just eat it tonight. For we summer. just ate it, so yeah. 
Gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> but I, we had, I think you had, I was waxing eloquent again mm-hmm. uh, on that, and you had said that needs to be one of your dedications. Yeah, because it really is, it really is good. And so if you are ever in Oklahoma, uh-huh. And we were talking about this to some of our family members. They've had people travel to Oklahoma, and they've told them, you need to eat at this Chinese food restaurant. And it is in a rundown part of mm. Dell City, Oklahoma. Dell City is a suburb of Oklahoma City. Not exactly the th- a thriving suburb either, per se, although mm-hmm. I think it's having a little bit of an uptick. Uh, and it's not in a great part of that mm-hmm. area. And the building And the building, you're going to pull tiny. up to it, and you're going to think, this can't be it. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you're going to eat there and go, thank you very much, but possibly be upset because what's my problem? That. About Chinese food, not all my problems. I didn't want you to just say, (laughs) is it now I'm not satisfied with Chinese food in other places? Yeah. And that would be bad if you were coming from out of town. Yeah. You could never have it again. You go back to We go to my, we go to my dad's house and we can eat there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sometimes will get it and take it home. We'll order it <laughs> and pick it up to drive home with it, which is an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. But if we're at my dad's, we're like, we're going to get this. Yeah. And uh, the kids love it. Mm-hmm. Now, you didn't start out liking Chinese food when you were introduced to this. No, it's not, not at like all. you You were anti Chinese. Not food. Chinese. Yeah. All Chinese. You were actually working in a Chinese I love, ministry. I love the Chinese. You were working people. in a Chinese ministry at the time. <laughs> so, it's, so it's clear. Yes. Uh, yeah. But so, yeah. Explain that. Well, I just never ate Chinese food before I met you. I grew up in the country. There are no Chinese restaurants in our town here. There are no restaurants. There are no restaurants. Well, there's, in a, there's a cafe. There's one now. There's but a, that's new. And a drive through. Right. Um, but yeah, the cafe is just two two years old, maybe. Yeah, and so like my my mom still doesn't like Chinese food. She can't stand the smell of it. Mm-hmm. My dad, no way. Yeah, he's not eating it. No. So the first time I went to your house and you guys were eating Chinese food, I was like, I don't know if I can date you anymore. Because I was loving it. Because it stinks. <laughs> but I think I started out with fried rice. Just fried rice. That won me over. Yep, just fried rice. But you love the fried rice. Yeah, and I would eat a lot of fried rice. Yeah, and then... like a disproportionate amount. <laughs> like where the family was like, we ordered enough fried rice normally for all of us, but you just hounded the fried rice and so yeah. threw off the equation a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Then I then I got into the chickens. Mm-hmm. And then the noodles. Yep. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, the egg roll. Which... The egg roll was last? Yes. No. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> the egg roll is the best. Yeah. It's so good. Especially the end of it. It is. Okay, so all of their food is better than all other Chinese food, <laughs> factually. But the egg roll oh. is exponentially yeah. better than any it is. other. Like We can't find one. Not like... like you can't find another egg roll that you don't want to just like take a bite and mm-hmm. throw it back in the worker's face mm-hmm. and be like, do better. <laughs> well, I... I <laughs> one day we were trying to figure out how to buy a whole bunch and freeze them. Yeah. Yeah. We were like offering to like <laughs> tell us... buy a hundred How could rolls. we... How many... How many do you have? We will buy them. Give them to us. What's funny is yesterday when I was at my dad, when we were at my dad's house eating them, I was staring at the egg rolls. You know what I was thinking? What? I wonder if they buy these from a wholesaler. <laughs> I wonder if I can find out 
Where, do you they make them there? Or? I feel like we sh- Okay, and we have so many kids now. We could do this. I feel like we should infiltrate all of the places that we want to know the secrets. Mm-hmm. Like, just get a job there for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And find out all the secrets. So. I. I don't. Like. <laughs> I don't know if you've been there. But I think the ability to speak Mandarin. Which is in the name. Uh, and I think have some sort of familial connection. I think it's a prerequisite. Well, maybe. Not a lot of. <laughs> maybe you can break through barriers. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, you used to get. You, the one of the things about Mandarin is for two decades, there was this little old lady. She had to be generation one. In mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. And you could not understand a thing that she was saying. Mm-hmm. And But you knew that going into it. She were not going to be able to say And she'd tell you her... You, you'd call. You'd say, I want this, this. And she'd repeat it to you. And you would not no know. <laughs> she always got it right. Yeah. But you couldn't you be sure. And then she'd tell you the number. Number. And then mm-hmm. she'd... What up? And you'd... You didn't know nope. your number? You had no idea. <laughs> you would just go there, and then they'd come out, and they'd say, dinner for five, uh-huh. or dinner for four, and you'd be like, I think that's probably me. <laughs> uh, but now, it's funny as you call now, and you've got second and third generation mm-hmm. answering the phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So Crystal you really, clear. You know you, what's going on. You know your number. You missed a uh, chance there to marry into the family. Yeah, I know. I kind of... Sorry. I could have been a... Yeah. But a good, good restaurant like that ruined... Ruin you for other restaurants. Or like your mom's hamburgers. Right. Ruin you for all other hamburgers. Well, but I mean, she lives like 10 minutes away from you, so. Yeah, but it's a cursing because people are going to go out and let's go get a hamburger somewhere. It's like, I really don't want to. I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> oh, right. To go to other I know, places. Yeah, I know. Why would I pay for this Chinese food when I know it's subpar Chinese food and it's going to be above well, the price? Well, you just don't. You just Why don't. And what, you wait. I'll, I'll eat a chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have any, but well, no. Beg's Cafe makes it. Every time you want Chinese food, you should put ten dollars into a bucket, so that next time we're buying a bucket, (laughs) just a bucket of money. Yes, a Chinese bucket. Chinese bucket for only your Chinese food. Yeah. Okay. I think we should. That's the end of our dedication. (laughs) All right. So what are you up to this week? Let's go ahead and start chewing on some. Okay. Well, Main I had dishes here. I had a funny conversation with one of my friends this week that I thought would be a good thing to talk about. Oh boy! Yeah, um, we were laughing at this thing that that we do sometimes, <laughs> mm. and especially I, I notice it especially in moms and especially. Well, I I did it. She's pointing at herself right now. I feel like this needs to be descriptive audio because right. you're like especially this girl right, and here. you're pointing. <laughs> I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. To like get into this habit of, of of seeing your life in a certain way. So as a stay-at-home mom, you almost put yourself into this cliche category. I never get to go out. I never mm. get to leave my house. I yeah. only talk to kids. I never hear this as a pastor. I never get to talk to grown-ups. <laughs> I never have to deal with this issue. <laughs> I never... Um... <laughs> as a pastor of a church with a bunch of young moms. <laughs> no, it's never brought up. I never hear a sermon anymore. And we were laughing because we were talking about how, like, even you'll say, like, I don't ever get to talk to 
people over five when you're actually talking to a friend about that who is not You are five. literally <laughs> doing what you're saying you never get to do. You know what I never get to do? Unless you're talking to your five-year-old. Right. You are getting to do that. Right. And it's just funny that we do that. And so what happens is, <laughs> instead of taking advantage of the time that you have to talk to this other person yeah. who's not five, yeah. you just spend the whole time complaining about how you never get to do this. Right. And here's the chance that God has given you to do it, and you don't take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, and we were talking about how um, it's easy to do that at church, too. Like, there was a time when we were all kind of in this stage with little kids, and when we'd be at church, I'm not kidding, like every time we were together, we were talking about how can we find time to, to get together? together? Like, how, what can we do? How can we start meeting where we can actually talk? And yeah. one day it dawned on me, like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And you, you look at how the New Testament church was doing that with their children. Right. And it's like they were just together yeah. meeting. You had the, the, around the supper, they're breaking bread together, they're doing all these things. And church was that. Mm-hmm. Church, this is your chance mm-hmm. to do that. We have the, the church body as a whole has set aside time. Mm-hmm. To do this. Every week. And and the pastors are not going to flick the lights on and off. Stop your talking. Get out of here. It's 12.05. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you're getting the chance. And you do. It's weird. It is funny. We spend time complaining about not getting those chances yeah. while we get and those so chances. And so I do remember it dawning on me. Like, okay, so we're doing this every week. We're getting together and talking about how we never have time to get together. So to kind of step out of that whatever you've gotten yourself into and go into this time ready and recognizing the blessing you're going to get this bless God yes, the Lord has to, provided a blessing for you to be excited about mm-hmm. going to church um to realize what that that this isn't something that people have always had mm-hmm. even not so long ago the chance to come every week to meet and to fellowship you know, there were there were people that they couldn't meet every week. The the pioneer families, and um, so it's it's a blessing, and to to be aware of it and to be thankful as you go into it, and to know very similar to to Bible reading, mm-hmm. to not create an idealized picture in your head of what that's going to look like, <laughs> right? Because if you do that, then you're going to end up missing out on mm-hmm. the chances of those blessings. So your kids are going to make a noise. And well, they're now I was going to learn something and there goes the Holy Spirit. He's mm-hmm. been quenched because my, you know, like, because my child was making a noise in the middle of where I had to get up and take care of my child during a point of the sermon. Even if it's a point of the sermon that you really liked or a mm-hmm. song you we can then ru- say the whole thing was ruined by that event mm-hmm. instead of trusting that right. the Lord. And so sometimes it, it if it doesn't, so what do we do? We've got these thoughts about, okay, here it goes. This is going to be my, my blessing. Mm-hmm. And the kids don't get dressed in time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, one of them poops right before you get in the car. <laughs> uh, or poops while in the car. <laughs> uh, and so all of a sudden it all just starts, that idealized picture breaks apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then, look, it's another Sunday ruin. So yeah. even when even if we go into Sunday saying, this is my chance, we want to be careful right. that we're not creating this, this picture of idea. what that's supposed to look like. Right. But rather that it's supposed to look like a mother with kids <laughs> meeting with other believers who also have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is so good. You just, just pushed me. I pushed you. <laughs> it's so true. And you're right. It lines up so much with the whole 
quiet time. Mm-hmm. That, that the Bible reading challenge has really broken through these barriers of of helping you get past this idea that you've had in your head. I think a, a lot, time. and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that Christians do not think that God, through the Spirit, is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't have this situation set up perfectly, He can't teach me, mm-hmm. He can't speak to me, and if there's any wrench thrown into it, mm-hmm. there's no holification happening. Yeah. There's no sanctification happening. Yeah. There's no growth. Because yeah. it's just got, it all got messed up. Mm-hmm. Because I missed this. And it might also say something about how when we it, view when, children. When in actuality, <laughs> you if you were to, if your kids are doing whatever, maybe that's how the Lord was going to grow you that week. Yeah. Is you in holiness and righteousness handling that kid situation the way it needed to be handled. And maybe that's what you needed to work on. Mm-hmm. Because if that frustrates you yeah. and flummoxes you and throws your whole worship off, right. maybe the Lord's showing you. You got Here's the issue, and you're like, the Holy Spirit speak, and he's like, I'm I'm causing your kid to speak. <laughs> like, this is the closest your Baptist kid's gonna get to speaking in tongues right now. Like, I'm making them throw this fit so that you can see the problem in your heart mm-hmm. that if this, if the child that I have given you and that you love, and this is your job mm-hmm. to oversee them, if if they're being, you know, whatever, squirrely, or mm-hmm. if that can cause your heart. Mm-hmm. To melt into despair mm-hmm. uh, to the point of frustration at your life, at your children, at your husband who ain't doing nothing the over there. The church who doesn't take who doesn't have a nursery with and why don't we do children's church or you know, mm-hmm. all the things that it could be, or or of the church that doesn't understand mm-hmm. what it's like for you. Like all those things, if that's what can happen from that moment then maybe that's the greatest lesson you can learn from that sermon Mm -hmm. is that lesson right there. So instead of seeing that as going against God's plan, Mm -hmm. maybe this is how God is trying to teach you. Just want to push you again. That's so good. It's so true. But it's hard to, you've got to tell yourself that going into it because in the middle of it, right. It, you can't, it's like the, the armor of God. You've got to put on the armor before the battle. Because mm-hmm. if you try and, if you're not prepared for that to happen, mm-hmm. and you create this idealized picture, and then you go into it with your heart not ready for any hiccups, mm-hmm. then the next thing you know, you you do have a time where you had to worship and you blew it. Yeah. You missed it. And you don't feel fed. And you don't feel, because you uh, you haven't handled that issue in your heart that has stolen those things from you when I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one, Leslie. That's really good. Well, you like you ran with it. Well, I mean, it's not a, it's not an uncommon uncommon problem for Christians. Yeah. Like our problem our problem as Christians is is not our lack of blessings. Uh-huh. Our our problem is not recognizing the blessings that are there. That's what I think it always comes down to is gratitude gratitude yes and gratitude is the attitude (laughs) it really is because you when you're not grateful for well for one your kids right yeah i mean we could spend we're you i mean a lot of time talking about that yeah where parents will choose a church based on whether or not they get to pawn their kids off yeah like, will I have to be in this worship service with my kids? I can't worship with these kids, and I'm always wanting to go. Well, if you're not, if you can't worship with them here, I bet you're not worshiping with them at home. <laughs> like, because this would be easier yeah. than at home. Because mm-hmm. if you, if you, like anyone who comes to church, 
knows it is easier to worship with your children at church Mm -hmm. than it is to try and worship with them at home. Yes. (laughs) Like if you, so if you can't do it here, if you're going, how can I worship with them here? They're so distracting and this and they're chaotic. I just want to go, you obviously don't sit down and read your Bible with your children, do you? (laughs) Because if you do, this is cake. Yeah. Like this is, this is, this is the easy stuff Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Yeah. And it is a, like, like you said, a lack of gratitude even for our children mm-hmm. that the Lord has given us, like where we can. Yeah. And for, for moms that, uh, that you get to be a mom. I mean, you, we could talk I about that. I push you for that, but that just seems, it's just not. Don't push I me. Won't, I won't push you. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many things you could stop. You should be thankful that you have a church that, that you can even come and hear the word. There's so many basic... Yeah, you see those, like right now, you see those Chinese Christians mm-hmm. who are like touching hands through prison bars. Mm-hmm. And Family members smiling. and smiling for the picture. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, oh, <laughs> so hard. Yeah. And it is hard. It is hard. There are hard... It's difficult. There are hard things about, especially when you start out. You are, you are being sanctified in a new way that you've never been sanctified before. Hello, Chloe. Hello, Chloe. Chloe jumped up here by my letter because she has a hurt foot. That's why we... She has a hurt hurt foot. I don't know what caused it, but yeah. But that's why one reason we want to talk about this is that we are a little bit through past the first years. Yeah, we know what it was like. And and the Lord has grown us so that now Mm. I would... would, One thing I'd really advise um, young moms to do, and I think we talked about this a tiny bit before... Is to to stop using words like always and never. I never get to talk to people. I never get to sit through a worship service. Um, just those things are are just kind of a a great way to get into a bad attitude, <laughs> you know. And usually they're not they're not totally true. Like if you yeah. stop, Obvious, like you said, I never get to talk to anyone above five, and you're talking to someone who mm-hmm. is above five. Right. So if you stop, usually I remember, uh, you can even do this about like, we never eat out because we don't have enough money. Like it's easy to say that we're on a tight budget. We don't eat out. But then if you stop and kind of go backwards and count all the places you've eaten in the last two months, there's Mm -hmm. usually a few in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just, it also reminds me of a time when... I remember when you would come home from work and things would be, it might be like a a frazzled time. Like maybe the kids have been a little wild for the last 30 minutes or so. And, and to be speaking out of that emotion of that moment Mm. and to be like, it's just been a hard day. Well, very rarely is the whole day hard. Like from the moment I woke up until you walked in the door, it's been hard Non-stop. That's not usually true. It's usually that you've had a hard 30 minutes. You know, so it's really helpful to to not say things like that. Like, this whole day's been terrible. Yeah, not to, not to just leap to extremes. I think we <laughs> yeah. did talk about speaking the truth to yourself yes. instead of listening to That's yourself. a good thing to talk about. You should I thought that. we already did. No, you should say that. We haven't talked about speaking the truth to yourself? I don't think we have. Yeah, so so what happens is, is that in our heads, we'll hear these things and we'll say these things, and it's like Satan. <laughs> it really mm-hmm. is, because it's an untruth. It's a lie, 
And that will that will go over and over and over mm-hmm. in our heads and it will swirl and swim and that's what we meditate on mm-hmm. instead of speaking the truth. There's, and you read Psalm 1. Mm-hmm. And what does the righteous person meditate on? The law of the Lord, the mm-hmm. truth. But many Christians will meditate on all that's wrong with their life. Mm-hmm. They'll, I mean, yeah. they'll do hardcore Until, meditation. Like, said, they... like we'll say, I have trouble meditating on God's word, but we don't have trouble meditating on what's wrong with our life. <laughs> right. Like I, you're never like, golly, I tried to think about what was wrong with my life, but I just couldn't quite, yeah. couldn't, I just kept getting distracted. I have trouble, and, I have trouble meditating. But, but on, on God's word, all of a sudden it's, it's, it's difficult. So we, so instead what I say is when you, when you hear those things, recognize that they're untrue, mm-hmm. recognize that they're lies and don't listen to yourself. Speak the truth to yourself. So uh, a common one is temptation. Mm-hmm. Someone will say, if they do this, I just know I've got to, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to whatever. And Mm -hmm. I I always say, no, say, I will be tempted Mm -hmm. to see even something like that is a way that you've spoken this lie into your head almost to make it okay for you to sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and instead you say, no, this is a temptation matter. Mm-hmm. So if I just, even something as simple as saying, I'm going to be tempted to do whatever, mm-hmm. uh, can get our eyes where they need to be of this is a spiritual battle. And what I need to do is this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be tempted to do this. I need to do this. Yeah. I never get to talk to people. Well, I do get to talk to people right. and I need to take more advantage of it yeah. and cherish, cherish the blessing yeah. uh, that it is. Yeah. And I think we do this discontentment, and it's not just—it's not just. I mean, that was the the context, but we can do it. Christian discontentment is a is a big issue. That's why godliness with contentment is great game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can be discontent in in anything in our marriages and our. I mean, how many times at churches have you heard? Like I've seen this, and it always as pastors you always just kind of laugh and 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 blink at it. Like I've heard in the middle of prayer time, people say we need to pray more. <laughs> and we're like at a prayer meeting at the church and it's like we need to you know what we need to do we need to we need to be praying more uh-huh. and it's I'm going that's what <laughs> this is literally we hard. are we have set aside a time <laughs> to pray yeah. for let's say an hour uh-huh which is what Jesus asked them to do in the garden. Can't you stay and watch for an hour? Uh, and right. we're doing that. Right. Um, yeah. But I, and so, again, what do you, instead of going, wow, here we are praying mm-hmm. or here we are, whatever, we can be discontent in those things. Like you can be at uh, a women's fellowship mm-hmm. and saying those things like we need to get together more. Mm-hmm. So we're. That's what we're doing mm-hmm. right now. So let's 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 cherish this time. Let's take advantage. And I think it all goes back to Satan just sowing seeds of lies and discontent. Yeah, I think that's what it gets down to because yeah. it, it's at the heart of it. It's foolish because that's what makes it funny mm-hmm. to be in the middle of prayer and talking about the need for prayer. Mm-hmm. To be talking to a friend while talking about how you never get to talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Like it's all proverbial mm-hmm. to go into the proverbs. It's all proverbial foolishness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what I would say to do. Two things. One practical and two sort of uh, more ethereal or, or cognitive or whatever. One thing that, that I did and suggested to the church, and, and we did this, and some people have probably done it better than others and even better than myself, uh, is create a blessings book. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a good... I think if you sit down and write down the way God has blessed you, every if every time you go, wow, that's such a blessing, mm-hmm. you will stop and find... that, And they, they make these little books that are like... 
three inches by four inches, mm -hmm. little bitty tiny booklets. And you can just fill up those blessings. I think that can be a help mm -hmm. to believers, especially if you're not reading your word. Yeah. If you're reading the word, the blessings of God become even more obvious mm -hmm. in your life. But... To add to that. So chiefly, read the word yeah. and the blessings will be clear. Yeah, and you won't and feel alone. You won't feel alone. When you're a stay-at-home mom. Yes. You'll have fuel for you will. You may not be speaking to an adult, <laughs> but you will have the God of the universe speaking to you. Yeah. And growing you and providing for you and feeding for you and caring for you, which is so much better than if you were sitting there with another 34-year-old woman who was also broken. Right. Uh, like you. It's like, I don't want... God, I want this. And like the Lord, and, and that was the other thing that I was going to say is spend time in creation. Mm. Because the Lord speaks of that as mm -hmm. ways that we can learn about his provision for us. Mm -hmm. So look to the sparrow, mm -hmm. look to the flower, like see God's provision of them. Know he's going to provide for you. Yeah. And so if we'll be out there and we'll see the, the bird that is flitting, flying around nonstop to build that nest, never gets a chance to talk to other birds. <laughs> uh, and yet, the Lord is right. That flower that is stuck in the stupid of that field its whole entire life, you know? <laughs> and it's like just with a bunch of other grasses mm -hmm. and flowers that it doesn't even match with color mm -hmm. scheme-wise, and it got stuck here it's of all things. While life. that flower over mm -hmm. there is getting to dwell in the, the flower bed, uh, you know, at the ward household, <laughs> which is every flower's desire. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, look to, look to those things and learn mm -hmm. God provides. Yeah. To the smallest iota of creation mm -hmm. he provides a loving care that a loving is... tender care yeah and so to put yourself to recognize as he says you're more important than a sparrow you're more important than a flower mm -hmm. that can help you gain that understanding of who you are mm -hmm. that will help you to see your blessings mm -hmm. and it'll give you something to meditate on rather than just meditating on the negative speak the yeah. truth to yourself just get, get it you can't speak the truth if you're not in the truth so get in the bible write them down if you've got to do mm -hmm. anything to make sure that you're seeing these blessings because mm -hmm. the more blessings you see the less you'll be sort of just meditating on mm -hmm. all that's negative. Mm -hmm. Fill your mind, you know, the, that put off, put on that we talked about mm -hmm. uh, in Colossians. Put off that negative and fill your, put on, clothe yourself with those things. Mm -hmm. Dress yourself in the blessings that God has given you. And that will help you to have more contentment, more gratitude, which will actually help you to worship the next time you go yeah. there. And even mouthy little kids won't be able to keep you yeah. from worship. Or and even... It'll make people really want to be around you yes <laughs> like all it's of a that sudden... self-defeating prophecy <laughs> yeah like no one wants to be around the person who's always talking like about eeyore. how bad they're like yeah no one wants to hang out with eeyore although eeyore That's is so funny really I, love, cute. I do love eeyore i know but it's it's hard <laughs> to be with eeyore all the time i agree <laughs> that's good that's good leslie oh thanks I feel like we could end it with that one. That one was such a good topic. I'm glad you, uh, glad you brought it up. Do you have any other topic that you want to talk about before we get into some of our other stuff? Well, we were speaking about, you know, going to church and taking advantage of the time, mm -hmm. and it made me think of our Sabbath. Oh, do we have time? 
to talk about that? <laughs> I don't think we have time to talk about that. Let's save that for a whole nother podcast. Okay. Because we're 40 minutes into it. We've still got surprise jello salad. Okay. We've got our Bible verses. Okay. I'm the jello salad. Oh, good. Yeah, let's save that. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. The Sabbath, the Lord's Day, how to cherish it. Funny, we are right in the middle of right now. Just happened. I started to open the episode before you threw it all out of kerfluffle Uh with your. I started to welcome them to a special Ah, Sabbath uh, evening uh, podcast. Never recorded Sabbath Eve. Uh, Yeah, so we're sitting here. I'm actually getting ready to preach on pastors tomorrow, First Peter chapter five, mm-hmm. verse two. So anyway, okay. Well, what do that's you? That's not so. If that's my verse for the week, mm-hmm. that's going to be obvious. I could just do that every week. What verse have you been thinking about? <laughs> well, I could talk about it for an hour. Uh, well, in fact, I just did, or just will. Okay, surprise yellow salad. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. How would you change our house if you built it all again? Oh, my word. Where can I start? Really? Yeah. How, I mean, like, it, like, whether it's I would make it structurally, or, I mean, we've got the same amount of money. Oh, so, no, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I would, <laughs> I would build Pemberley. I would have a secret uh, room in every room. All of my... A secret closet. All of my servants would have their own restrooms. <laughs> yeah, okay, excellent. Um... Same no, I money? mean, same amount of money. Okay. I mean, whether it's the goal behind okay, building. Okay, I know, I or know. Or like specific structures within the building. What I got gotcha. you. I got it. What would you change either about yourself in terms of thinking about building a house or the actual house itself? Okay. <clears throat> well, well, I mean, that's a big question. You just said I got it. <laughs> you said, oh, I know the answer. I know the answer. It. And then you were like... That's a pretty loaded question there, buddy. <laughs> At the end, you like expanded the question. You're like, what would you change about yourself or about... I can't help if you didn't understand the question from the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, okay. If Okay, so if we're just taking this house, same money, just a little change I would make. I would make our bedroom smaller. Mm-hmm. Much smaller. Our bedroom kind of becomes a catch-all because of its size. Yeah, I mean, and what... We created like a reading area. Yeah. And we've never read in there. No, it's just... You know what we do in there? Sleep. <laughs> so you would change the bedroom and make yeah, it smaller. Yeah, I'd make it smaller and, and have a guest a guest room. Because we, no, we have no place for yeah. people to sleep here. Yeah. We have a sunroom. We have a study. Which is, it's the sunroom. Yeah, don't make it sound yeah. like we're living but, in No, I mean, that's what it was called in the right. house plans. Right. But... It's, it was a work area for me, uh-huh. an office space, uh-huh. that could also serve as a homeschool space. And it is And now. that's what it is. It's our homeschool room. And it's, and, li- and it's small. And the sunroom was on the plans. It was, it was a screened-in porch. Mm-hmm. And we just put windows in. Mm-hmm. And it's a tiny little area. But that actually has become where we've got a piano. Yeah. You know. Now it's our mudroom. Yeah. Spring cleaning update. We did the big switch. And it's working. Yeah, the big switch. I've got some work to do because the way our house is set up, the porch leads... So you come in from the east side of the house. Like, that's where you park. And then there's a sidewalk that leads you all the way to the west 
door, mm-hmm. west front door. There's two front doors in our house, a west side front door and an east side front door. The west side front doors are normal entrance. Mm-hmm. The east side's the east side's shady. the new one. No. Yeah, the, the east side's the new one where the mudroom is. But the porch only has an opening to the west side. So you've got to go all the way down to the west side, then all the way back. No, wait. Again, I think you're making it sound really big. It feels really big when you're carrying (laughs) groceries. It's like a football field. Yeah, it is big when you're carrying groceries. It's huge. (laughs) When when you're like passing the door (laughs) that you'd be going in knowing, I'm just going to have to like go around this corner. Right, but used to though, you'd come in with the groceries, have to walk through the living room, the big cavernous living room. Okay. That really isn't that big. All right. Through the dining room. So now you just... You're, you come in and you're right by the refrigerator. But you're walking in air conditioning. Okay. You have a point there. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Anyhow, the spring cleaning is, is working. Mm-hmm. I think our our system is improving. Yeah. And we'll do little things. I'll open up a spot in the porch and put in a new sidewalk area or something like that. Yeah. So you don't have to walk so far. But yeah, I think I think if, if I knew then what I know now, well, one, I would... I would know that there were five children that would be living yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> we had and, two. And would understand what that means to have five children. Like, yeah. even if the old you would have said five children, right. I would have put in five, like, baby dolls worth of activity. <laughs> like, okay, we'll have five little kids. And then not knowing the... <laughs> that they grow. cacophony that that would be. And the, yeah, the amount of clothes. <laughs> and just socks. <laughs> And underwear, and and then you know that they they're gonna need things to live on and have toys. Yes, and everyone needs a place books. to sit, even to watch a movie. And they're not gonna be in the same grades, <laughs> so they're all gonna have their different books for right. all their different subjects. And the Papa's books are always gonna get kicked back down to the office. Yeah, because he tries to bring at the like, church. Yeah, he's gonna try and bring like five books up to the house. And yeah. So yeah, that kind of that kind of foreknowledge would have been mm-hmm. nice because yeah. we did have two tiny people. I, I would when we built. I would agree. Like what the one thing I would change uh-huh. is one my vision mm-hmm. of what a home would be, which is hard when you don't when you don't have a home yet. It's hard mm-hmm. to maybe have a vision of what um, mm, a home and definitely. hospitality and all that even looks like. I had more of a southern understanding of hospitality than more of a biblical mm-hmm. understanding of hospitality. Um, I would I would have a guest space for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a way that our home would be set up to minister to our family, yes, mm-hmm. to meet our needs as a home. It would be a needs mm-hmm. home, <clears throat> uh, but also the needs of our church body, the needs of any passing believers. Mm-hmm. Like those would be what drove... Rather than let's make a cute house. Right. Which our house is cute. It is And there cute. is a ministry in and cuteness. There's a ministry yeah. and there's a glorification of God in beauty and in using wisdom and craftiness to make beautiful things. I'm not mm-hmm. downplaying that. No. But I would I didn't consider those other things at all. Yeah. So to consider them while also considering cute mm-hmm. uh, or beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful sounds more godly. Cute sounds trite. Yeah, right. It does. Uh, so I would, I would, I would do those things. Are you yeah. on your cell phone? Are yeah. we on our cell phones now? Yeah. Since I'm recording with my cell phone, are you just going to be able to chit chat? No, I. <laughs> you made me think of a John Piper quote I read. Oh, okay. So you, and I was trying to find you it. You probably stole it from me. Um, but it may not. 
I don't really know where I saw it, so maybe next time. But yeah, I think it would be nice to. Well, I think all of it. I think all of it just goes back to the vision of giving that you see in Second Corinthians mm-hmm. of why the Lord gives us things mm-hmm. that He blesses us in order to bless others. Yeah, and that's he gives what gives us beyond our needs in order to meet the needs of others. That's what John so, Piper said, basically. Because John Piper has also read the Bible. <laughs> right. But it was like, yeah, he blesses in abundance. You know, John Piper's in my sermon tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it talked about the abundance of the Christian life is to meet your needs and then to give profusely yeah. and minister. Second Corinthians 8 and 9. Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. It is. Totally. That that You've been blessed generously to give generously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that mindset for... For the house would be one that I would have. I think one we would both, yeah, both want to have. And I think it's one that we have worked toward, even though we would change things. The problem with the house is you can't ease. Like we can't just create a room. We tried, people. We tried. (laughs) We tried to create. We're like, we'll just add on a guest room. Not, not a cheap thing to do. No. Which both we found out and the bank informed us mm-hmm. we was really probably tried. not something that we should do or that they would allow us to right. do. And you can't just make it out of like, make it yourself no, out of No, I mean, it's everything. And... Like ours was, <laughs> we have, I mean, we are so blessed at our church with so many mm. things. Uh, number of people not being one of them. Uh, but the people that we do have are all just amazing. And we've got like construction people at our house. Shout out to J Square Construction. Like they came and did like, I told him our vision and Zach works with Justin on stuff like this. And so they knew exactly what we wanted and they, I'm sure gave us the, I mean, it was the cheapest price possible. No mm. doubt. Mm. And I just looked at it and went, Cool. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, and it's everything like the, one of the big costs was roof line. Mm-hmm. Like we had created a house that where the way our roof line was set up, it's a beautiful roof line, mm-hmm. but to add on creates all of these issues right. that you just don't consider. Right. So if you could go into the house knowing these things, mm-hmm. cause once it's here and it's set in stone, pun, <laughs> uh, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. You can't fix them so easily. Right. You can't just throw a mattress mm. in one of your rooms and be like, look, it's a guest room. Because <laughs> it doesn't work. Because our two bathrooms, one's in our master bathroom and one's next to our kid's bedroom. Yeah. Not exactly prime spots to send guests <laughs> in the middle of the night. Uh, so. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, so, I, I would say, I would encourage anyone who also feels like, you know, you can't just build a new house. Or even an Mm add-on. But, like we talked about, I think last episode, or maybe two, pray. Say, God, I live in this house today. Mm -hmm. Um, How can I make it, how can I make it a place where people can easily come? Or how we can have people over. Yes, how can I best use what I do have? Right. And pray that he would Mm -hmm. allow you to do that. But I would also say, have a body mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. When if, you go into building or, or no, no, always. in in this because we don't have a house that can right. be hospitable, but we have other believers in our fellowship that do. And when you say hospitable, I think the people oh, should know uh, you yeah. have a very. We should talk about it on another podcast. Hospitality, lover of strangers. Yeah, not um, just have. When he says we can't be hospitable, he doesn't mean. 
we can, can have, have people, people over, over to eat. Yeah. He means like have strangers here in our yeah. house. Like when passing believers or believers in need mm-hmm. where you can house them and give them rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a, they could just listen to the FBC Begs podcast. Yeah. Go and, find and it. Go find that. It's like five or six sermons long. Uh, but, but we do have people that can meet the need, yes. and we've got we've had examples of that in mm-hmm. just the last month, uh, and one coming up where mm-hmm. we can say, "Hey, we can't house you and your family, mm-hmm. but we can exhort other members of our church, which is what we should do, mm-hmm. right? We know that hospitality is a good thing, mm-hmm. and so we can call these other believers and give them the opportunity, yeah. knowing that because of the Spirit, they're going to want to do that, mm-hmm. uh, and so." Um, they and then they'll be blessed by it, mm-hmm. and so then you get double. And blessing. then you can help. Like yeah, you're not like just pawning them off. You're yeah. not like woo. We help with food didn't. or yes, you can do conversation. all sorts of things. Yes, <laughs> you can coordinate with each other. You can make it a total body effort yeah. to meet the needs of someone instead of just a you effort. Yeah, where someone knows you've got a big house and you can house people, mm-hmm. and so they just give that to you, and you can mm-hmm. take care of them, and then no one else at the church has to even mm-hmm. you know talk to them or or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. So, well, good. We kind of agree on wh- how we would, what we would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me think structurally what I would change. I would probably get rid of the sunroom. Totally. But no, now it's a mudroom. Yeah, now I would, I would. It has a purpose now. I would get rid of our back porch. I would extend the wall. Oh. Onto that's, the back porch. That's it's not a back porch. The, it's the biggest waste of a back porch. It's a, and it's just... And the roof line goes to the perfect spot where you can just end it right there. Yeah. So you've got the roof to create this tiny little porch that's never used well, except by the dogs. Well, it was perfect for our two babies. <laughs> Remember you said... You said that the kids were... Oh, yeah. In our we mindset. Had, we had two tiny babies. In our mindset, that was a perfect... And we're like, look at how big this will be. It's a perfect baby porch. Yeah, and it's never used. <laughs> Uh, I would just, it, I think the laundry room was just a little bit bigger right there. Do you remember though, when we were talking about this, we had talked about knocking the wall back over that porch. Hello, Chloe. And our kids who are just, they are a hoarding They're group. They're weird in a beautiful they, way. They started crying because that's their favorite part of the house. That little porch. Which they, it isn't. They, they don't do go out there. They do not even go out there. They just don't like change. Yes, at all. <laughs> So it'd be so fun to talk about. Which every time we get a new car. Or throw away a cardboard box. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's favorite it's bad. cardboard box. That's my that that box. There might currently be a cardboard box in our shed drying out <laughs> because one of the kids saw that it was being thrown away. Yeah. And it was not it's not it's not just an Amazon. No, it's box. not just a brown box. It's like it's a, like, it's like a, a, the adventure box. Yeah. And so it had been around for a long time. It held all the Playmobil toys yeah. and anyway. it's special. All right. We're running out of time, so let's go ahead and get to Okay. Uh, some of our verses. You want to start us out with your yeah, verse? Yeah, I loved from First Thessalonians chapter one. Just hearing about the, the church there, the whole chapter is kind of about that. But um I especially like. I know what you're going to talk about. I think verse six. And you became imitators, and this is after he's been just going on and on about their known about how great love they for are. the Lord, their faith, their yeah. uh, love for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and became how that's well known, right? 
You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers mm, there it is. Um, in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. And as I was reading that, or hearing it read, I just had a just a yearning to be that kind of church. To um, We've kind of talked about this, how small our church is, but I want us to be known all around. Not for how great we are but that giving up our idols yeah that god has been great and that we love him and that the gospel is really real and it it really changes people and that it's powerful so it just encouraged me to to be a church like the thessalonians and it's and it comes i love how the thessalonian book starts the first Thessalonians, it, it comes through very simple. It's not like they were doing anything crazy. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, again, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Uh, but they were loving God mm-hmm. and loving each other. Mm-hmm. And that is amazing to this world. Mm-hmm. And people take note of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, the, the, and I, I, their faith. Their love mm-hmm. and the steadfastness of their hope in Christ. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that they had. Faith, love, steadfastness of hope. Yeah. So, I mean, you and can... It's simple. It's mm-hmm. not... It's... it's You get all that... You get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You see all these church growth or make yourself... Whatever, like, complex algorithms, so to speak. You get mm-hmm. polling data from Lifeway or Barna or whomever saying, what are, what are millennials or Generation Z looking for? <laughs> you know, and it's... In the end, what they need to see is they want to see faith, love, and hope. Mm-hmm. And if you have those things, mm-hmm. that's going to shine mm-hmm. in this world mm-hmm. that is faithless, mm-hmm. that is unloving, and that is hopeless. Yeah. I mean, th- so just being those simple things. So it's not, it's not calling us to anything great. Like, so you're like, I want to be. No. I want to be this. It's like, you're not asking for something grand. You're right. just saying, I want to be sanctified. I want to be a Christian. <laughs> yeah. I want to be holified. <laughs> yeah. Which that needs to be a whole nother topic. Uh, I need to be, I want to be, I want to be holified. I want, I want to be more holy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of what, all of what we talked about today mm-hmm. is that's why I want to encourage women to get past this stuff, this these little petty, discontented complaints that we have in our heads and and get out of that so you can live a life of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, our life is so short. And to just use it up for the kingdom and to do it like a Christian. No, I love that. <laughs> I'm all about that. I love that simple church. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a simple call to what church is supposed to be, mm-hmm. uh, and so that can be can be so empowering, mm-hmm. you know. Because what what else does he say right after that? I think it's right after that. Uh, he says he knows this because the their word came to them in power. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and the the spirit was at work, and they had full conviction. Like it was obvious the work of the word of God mm-hmm. in them. So now we're back to Bible, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and the preaching of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the word is preached and the mm-hmm. spirit moves and there's full conviction, these are the fruits of that. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage you, Leslie, mm-hmm. be at a church <laughs> that is sowing God's word. Yes. And God causes this growth in his church and you can pray God to bring the harvest earlier mm-hmm. and soon and make it great and make it, you know, some 30, some 60, some hundred, uh, make it a hundred fold harvest, you know, and, and the Lord, the Lord will, will bless that. Mm. So. I was going to say the, the friend that we, that I was having that conversation with earlier this week, so much of her, she would also be the first to say what has started to to fix a lot of these things in her life has been daily Bible reading. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it was one of the possible topics this week is the sword sword sharpening word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading your word. Makes a difference. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, my verse of the week. Uh, I almost want to change it because i got so much to say about it. <laughs> Maybe I won't say much. Uh, is Titus chapter 3. Mm-hmm. And it's because a friend of ours has been dealing with this uh, issue. Um, So Titus chapter 3, he saved, we all as Christians, we know this. We are saved by grace, not by works. And so in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, what does it say? He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. So that's true. We are not saved by our works. But... The Bible is also clear, like, how do we respond to that mercy by getting to work, (laughs) by then obeying, Mm -hmm. by doing, by living the righteous life, by being holy. Like, and I think, I think as, as sometimes, especially as Protestants or evangelicals, whatever you want to say, we're so afraid of making it seem like we're saying our salvation is by our works rather than Christ's, Mm -hmm. that we almost don't want to use the word work. Mm -hmm. And the gospel is not afraid of using, like the Old Testament, the gospel in the Old Testament is not afraid of it. Mm -hmm. The gospel in the New Testament isn't afraid of it. God's not talking, God's not afraid of talking about the good works that should be in the life of someone that he has saved. Mm -hmm. And so right after that in Titus chapter 3 verse 5, you get Titus chapter 3 verse 8, where it says, this saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. Mm-hmm. And then he says it again in 3.14, and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works. So we are not saved by our works, but we are definitely saved to work. I mean, whether it's Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and then 10, or wherever. I mean, there are multiple examples we could pull besides this. You could, we pull some from 1 Thessalonians. There, there are multiple examples that as believers, it's good to devote yourself to good works. To not, to not think that work and salvation don't go hand in hand. Like when you've been saved, it's like, I love what, what Calvin says. Yes, we're saved by faith alone, but the faith that saves is never alone. Mm. 
it it is a faith that uh, that works, uh, and so good works should be what we set before that. That word devote your, themselves to good works is a Greek word. Uh, no one cares. Uh, that means okay. That means set before, mm-hmm. stand before. So put in front of you mm-hmm. every day good works. So this is what I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. If we're stealing from what we're talking about in First Peter. It is to trace the life of Christ, to look at the life of Christ and, and to look at that tracing of Christ's life, to see Christ's life and say, this is what I need to trace today. Mm-hmm. To set that tracing paper in front of your face and say, okay, this is what I need to be doing. This is what I need to be devoting myself putting, to, putting always in front of me is good works. I think sometimes we think that you know, salva- salvation is just, you know, it's not just a contemplative thing. Yeah, and as as believers, sometimes we can we can make it mm. like those those who've been truly saved don't just sit around, you know, mm. contemplating their own navel, right? But they also don't just sit around contemplating Jesus' navel either, which is I think what we we sometimes can be guilty of saying is, hey, if you'll just think about the cross more, mm-hmm. or if you'll just think of, think about Christ, He's your righteousness. He's your, and it is those things. Mm-hmm. He is your righteousness. And now take that righteousness that is yours through Christ and get to work. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he says. He doesn't say devote yourself to thinking about Christ's righteousness. He says yeah. that Christ's righteousness has saved you. His mercy has saved you. Now devote yourself to thinking about those good works that he has saved you to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think we as Christians, it's the, the problem of the two ditches, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the Roman Catholics on one side of the ditch. You know, saying, you know, and not just Roman Catholics, like every religion out there, work your way. Mm-hmm. And then we have, oh, no, you're not saved by work. So we ran to the other side. We're like so afraid to even talk about works. Right. It all just comes, this con- contemplation and of that, Christ. And Christ's like, if you contemplate me, you'll see my words where I tell you, get to work. Mm-hmm. In the contemplation of Christ, you'll hear Christ tell you, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. Because it is in me. Because I do give you the will and the work for my good pleasure. But work it out. You now, the whole time you're working, you're recognizing who's given you the work, yeah. who enables you I to work. I never do this. You never think it's him. because of you. And you're yeah. now, you understand that you are who you are. You are a slave to righteousness now mm-hmm. because of Christ. Uh, and so I've been thinking about that. That, that real faith is a faith that works. So I would encourage those listening, uh, Christian, today, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. God does not hide his will from us mm-hmm. under a rock. Right. He writes it in his word. His Holy Spirit puts it in our heart, teaches us the things we need to know, mm-hmm. calls us to remember the things we need to know. We know how we need to be living. We know what we need to be doing. Set those good works in front of you every day and devote yourself to doing them. To doing them. Yeah. So yes, love God and get to work. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would encourage uh, believers believers to do. Um, and so that's the, the verse I was thinking about. That's good. And when you do that... You find that it's quite a fun thing to do. It's joyous. <laughs> it is so much fun to live. It's like you're this puppet that's doing these things that 
I shouldn't be doing this. And this should deplete me. It should wear me out. <laughs> I should hate this. Here I am dying to myself and it's it's life. Right. It's encouraging. It's joyous. It's like when we're all like the things we talk about with the fellowship and the meetings and you're you're doing that and it's it feels it, right. It feels right and yeah. good and all you're doing you is made you're for. not gossiping. Mm-hmm. You're exhorting one another as long as it's called today. You're doing all those things that scripture tells you to do. You're being kind. You're pointing people to the Lord. And when you do that, when you obey and do those good works, you go, man, that felt good. Mm -hmm. Man, that was awesome. I want more of that. Mm -hmm. You don't go home and go, ugh, that was the worst. It's hard being a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Christian, the the Christian work that you're doing, the good works you're setting in front of you, the tracing of the life of Christ, as Peter said, is a blessing. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing. And so even in suffering, he says, you can rejoice. That's why the the Christians in China are smiling. Yes. Yes. Can be obedient to the righteousness that they have because of Christ. Can live as slaves to righteousness and do so with joy. Mm -hmm. So that's why Christians, when, when our shackles are cut free from slavery to sin... And God, by his grace, puts on shackles to make us slaves to righteousness now. To where that is now our natural inclination and proclivity Mm -hmm. to be righteous. Hearts that beat for righteousness now. That's why our prayer is make us more and more a slave to Mm -hmm. righteousness. No no Christian has to be set free from that slavery. Mm -hmm. We love it. And we yearn for like what 2 Peter is going to talk about for that day where righteousness reigns. Not just in this world, but in us. And that's, that's going to be a, a life of obedience, a life of good works for all eternity, born in us by the work of Christ and brought to fruition by the fruit of the Spirit. So anyway, I think that's all for tonight. Uh, folks, I think that's all we've got, right? Mm-hmm. You have any more? Okay. Well, you, we could go we on. We could go on. We've got more things, but we've got to get ready for, for tomorrow yeah. at church. So we'll go to bed. Uh, if you have any questions, remember, uh, you can send them to ask the podcast, P-O-D-G-E-Cast, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll address those on the show if we can. As always, leave a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Um, otherwise, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next